Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. There are more about the baseball model during the course of this episode set to cover four Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. If you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections of picks on every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link's in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day. Get you all sorts of goodies. Make sure to check that out if you haven't yet. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game that does not try to forecast it to a T as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. Take a long-term view on here. Don't get distracted. When Monday night, there were eight games, seven of them either went extra innings or were one-run games. And when that sort of night happens, it's just cross your fingers, pray to whatever god or gods you pray to that the coin lands the right way. Because when that happens and you get into extras and you get those tight ball games, you just never know what's going to happen. And that's okay. Because on an individual night, you know, you really just hope that the coin falls your way. But you know, in the long run, it'll balance out that when you have a night uh, like we had on Monday where I believe we lost two totals in the bottom of the ninth, um, multiple blown leads. You know, Monday might have been a rough day for you. It wasn't a great day for me personally. But we know that in the long run, that's going to balance out that on any individual day, when you get these one run games, it's just throw your hands up and who knows, and you might win them all and you might lose them all and you might go 50 50. Right. But those things balance out, you know, and it makes it for makes it nicer when we have days where just teams win and you don't have to stress about these tight games that just get so coin tossy. But, you know, you just don't know when those days are going to happen. If we couldn't, we would just avoid them. But unfortunately, we don't. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable on every single day, unfortunately, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, if you've been with me for any time now, you might notice that I am not wearing my traditional uh, of random baseball jerseys that I have. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in the process of moving. You're going to see a ton of backgrounds here for me uh, in the next uh, several months. You've already seen a couple new ones and uh, we're going to have even more. So we're moving around. Uh, we'll get settled in Indianapolis here towards the end of the year, uh, moving back up that way where, where Mrs. Professor and I were for five years. Uh, but until then, until the house is built, being out of the old house and that sold, uh, we'll be moving around. So, uh, you know, all my jerseys are at the new location that we're moving to here now, but as they say, the show must go on. So baseball jersey or no baseball jersey, we're going to roll with it anyway. And, uh, maybe this is like the new lucky shirt and I'll just have to wear the shirt for every day. If we, if we sweep the board or something, uh, we got four games here to talk about and I like the picks. I like the discussion. I think it's going to be a great slate of baseball here on Wednesday. Hopefully Tuesday went well, unfortunately no day game. So no idea how that's gone. Do have some day action for you on Wednesday, but before we get to it, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and mobile college football content we provide on this channel. The way I scale my picks, A grade Moneyline plays will return four units. That is the risk plus reward will equal four. So that way we risk proportionally more on favorites than dogs. B grade plays return three. C return two totals or flat bet. 
to either risk or win one unit. So they kind of act like C plays. I went a little bit less on totals because they're so variable. And and we've seen that here as of late. The totals, you know, were kind of slow and steady, constantly good in May. And then here in June, they've just kind of been more of a roller coaster and been a little bit down as of late. But that's the thing with totals. They can get a lot more variable. And so I want less risk on them because they're just not as easy to predict as picking the winner is not that picking the winner easy but it's a little bit more consistent a little bit less variability so that's why i do that but with the picks with the scaling with all of it take what you like and leave the rest 1 15 p.m eastern giants at the cardinals there's three afternoon games remember if you want picks and projections on all of them sign up on dub club that links in the show description cost on one dollar per day the a plus play of the day is one of the afternoon games so we'll know early on wednesday if we're going to have a good day or not based off of this play and that a plus play of the day uh that we've got on that one i think there's just the three games i think there's gonna be a lot of good betting action on it so again if you want the other ones Sign up on Dub Club. For this game, I'm taking the Giants at plus 122. I think this is a straight-up coin toss game. Sideline says Cardinals minus 103 that they win 50.6% of the time. Anything plus 113 or better is an A-grade pick on the Giants. And the reason I think this is a coin toss game is as follows. Number one, I think the Giants are the better team. However, what offsets that is the fact that I actually think that Jordan Montgomery is the slightly better pitcher. His underlying metric are slightly better than DeSclafani's, and he has a little bit better of a track record of being a better pitcher. So sideline says that Montgomery is the slightly better pitcher, and the Giants' offense is actually rated higher than the Cardinals, but here's the caveat to that. The Giants are very left-handed heavy, and you saw that in Monday's night game. The Giants squeaking through as our A-plus play of the day winner on Monday where the announcers kept talking about all the Giants left-handed bats and how the Cardinals were neutralizing them based off of uh, how they were utilizing their bullpen. And that's extremely true that the Giants are very left-handed heavy. That means against a righty, you expect them to rake. And against a lefty, they still project above average, but they just aren't quite as good. So offensively, it's kind of a wash. Bullpen-wise, the Giants are much better than the Cardinals, but the game's in St. Louis, and they have the better starting pitching. But in general, you just have to trust the Giants a lot more than you trust the Cardinals. All of that just kind of washes out, and that kind of arrives. I personally arrive at the same conclusion the model does, which is who the heck knows what's going to happen here. Plus 122 is a fantastic price on a I-don't-know-what's-going-to-happen game. And again, if you're newer here, newer to Moneyline Betting Sports, I have a link in the show description about betting um, Moneyline picks where I outline specifically, I think in the the verbiage I actually use something like this. I say, how can it be that a coin toss game plus 120 is an A grade? And and I'm explaining it right now. And if you need some more reading, check out that article link to the website, a little article that I wrote up about it. Uh, but it's the bottom line is that if we can get these sort of odds, you know, 10 times and we go five and five, the five times we lose, we're losing 1.8 units, as you can see on screen, the five times we win, we're winning 2.2. And so we're going to uh, profit in the long run off of this. And so I don't know who's going to win. I'm not trying to project who's going to win. What I'm trying to say is that the odds are profitable for a game that anything could really happen here on this Wednesday afternoon. Total on this one is eight and a half. Model projects nine. I would go over eight. I'm not really excited about going over eight and a half. I do want that push protection in case it happens to be a five to three type game. I just don't think over eight and a half has enough value. Is it that much worse than eight? Not a ton. It's just, it's not exciting enough for me to get involved. I really like the Giants. That's where I want to put most of my money. Most of us are limited to some extent on our bankroll. There's a lot of games to bet on. There's a lot of games to already have our money on the next day. 
right? Or the previous day, because we want to make sure we get good prices. And, uh, you know, eight and a half just isn't that exciting for me. Eight, I guess I could be convinced that the odds are okay to go over. But I mean, we have decent enough pitching, uh, but, but, but good hitting too. So, I mean, Again, model projects nine. Nine's about the number of average runs we've seen in a baseball game. That seems this seems like a very average type game. Pitcher friendly ballpark, but a very warm day in St. Louis. Mid eighties for this one to the upper eighties. I say very warm, very warm for the fact that we've coming we've been coming out of spring, right? <laughs> Pretty soon we'll have day games where it's hundred degrees in St. Louis. But for what we've been seeing, upper eighty, mid upper eighties is as warm as we've seen for all but about three or four games this season uh, with regards to the temperature. The ball's going to fly, but you have a pitcher-friendly ballpark and decent pitching. So I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm not uh, – if I had to pick, I'd pick over eight and a half. I'm just not dying to do it personally. Uh, we will have a little bit of wind, five to ten miles an hour. It's either going to be across or out, or it could be a little bit of both. Another one to check the weather on. If the wind does shift out with this warm weather – I think over eight and a half or even over nine would be okay. But right now with it potentially being a cross and not helping the hitters whatsoever, it's just a hold off and let's see. So if you're with us on dub club, you get the morning update every morning or late out, you know, early afternoon, depending on when the first game is that day for Wednesday here, I'll get that updated in the morning. And if the weather looks like it's really strong for an over, it'd be a play I would add. Uh, so if you're not with us, dub club, just check the weather. Uh, to see on this one to kind of see my thoughts on it. I would lean over. I just want to be a little bit more certain about it because at the number right now, I'm just not in love with it. 8.05 p.m. Eastern, Angels at the Rangers. I've got two picks for you here on this one. Going to start off with the Angels at an A grade at plus 134. Sideline says this should be uh, Rangers minus 121. So plus 121 would be the break-even probability on the Angels. Plus 134 is the exact number that the model requires for an A grade. Anything that price or better does get an A. Anything less would be a B grade. But I still think worth the investment all the way down to plus 120. Models says the Angels win this 45% of the time, and that makes these odds a worthwhile play. Reed Detmers and Andrew Heaney, and the reason I think that we're getting value on this pick is I think the perception is that Heaney is the better pitcher, and I really think it's a coin toss. If you just isolate to this year, while Heaney has the better ERA, when you look at the underlying metrics, Detmers has actually pitched better and actually projects better if you solely look at this year. Now, if you look at previous years, the projections are pretty much rounding error. I think it's really close between these two pitchers. I think they're about the same, and I think there's a little bit of value because I don't think the market's viewing them the same, but my model does. Additionally, while both of these offenses are very good and get good ratings according to sideline, the Rangers are relatively balanced, but actually a tiny bit left-handed heavy, which gives them a slight ding against the lefty, while the Angels are extremely right-handed heavy and get a massive boost facing a lefty. So in a pair of lefty starters, while this obviously won't matter by the time we get to the seventh or so inning, starting off for the first two-thirds-ish of this game, the Angels' offense projects to be much better than the Rangers simply because of the righty-lefty split. Otherwise, these are both really good offenses. The Angels adding that depth uh, that they didn't have last year that made them just so dependent on their top couple of guys. Uh, obviously, they still have uh, pitching issues, but that's a whole other issue, right? Um, this Rangers offense has been fantastic all season long. Both good offenses, but righty-lefty-wise, a lefty-lefty matchup here in this game favors the Angels. Relievers, a model thinks the Rangers relievers are a little bit better. I guess I don't trust either set of these relievers. Yes, if it's tied late, I have a little bit more faith in them, but you saw what happened on Monday where they got blowed up in extra innings. So I don't really know on the reliever front. I don't really know on the starting pitcher front. I just think the Angels 
bats being better for the first part of this game because of two left-handed pitchers gives them an edge and makes them a worthwhile dog to take a chance on Wednesday night. With regards to total, the projected total is 9.7. I'm actually seeing uh, 10. And because it's even money, I'm willing to go under 10. I'm not excited about under 10, minus 110. If it was something like that, that would be probably about the highest I would go. One Minus 105 would be okay. It's not a large model edge, but I think this is just a little bit of an overreaction uh, maybe to what happened on Monday night. I think both of these pitchers are pretty solid. I mean, neither one of them is going to win a Cy Young. Uh, neither one of them is going to make an all-star team, but I think both these pitchers are decent enough. And again, when we talk about Detmers has pitched much better than that ERA. And I think not that I think this is going to be a three to one game. I just think 10 a little bit too much. I think there's some value here going on the 10. I love the even money aspect of it. So, Putting a little bit of a flyer here on this under 10, risking one unit to win one unit, but risking a little bit more on the Angels. I think the value proposition around this price of plus 134 is too good to pass up. Last note here on this one, we probably will see an open roof in Arlington, as in this area of the world, we like to open up the roof when it's not blazing hot. Weather should be in the mid to upper 70s. should be a nice night in Arlington. Slight breeze, not really going to affect things too much, but a nice night for baseball. If they decide to close the roof for some reason, the projected total will probably drop about a tenth, maybe two tenths of a run. I don't think they will. I think they'll keep it open. Doesn't look like there should be any problems. Uh, don't really think it's going to affect anything. Just a note uh, that we should have an open roof. But if you see that or closed, I don't think it's reason to freak out. I think it's going to be all play out about the same either way. 9.40 p.m. Eastern, Phillies at the Diamondbacks. Going to give you another doubleheader here. A-grade pick on the D-backs and taking the under nine as well. Let's start with a side. Diamondbacks minus 126 is an A-grade. Sideline requires minus 125 or better for an A-grade. So I'm kind of fudging the numbers here a little bit. It's my show. It's my rules. I can do what I want, right? I'm saying that that one cent doesn't really matter. And this is close enough at minus 126 to that minus 125 that I'm playing it at A-grade value. Sideline says it should be Diamondbacks minus 139 that they win this 58% of the time. And while Ranger Suarez has, was really good last year. This year, he's come backwards just a little bit. Not as bad as the ERA, but the bottom line is I love me some Merrill Kelly. I've loved me some Merrill Kelly for a long time now. Y'all have heard me talk about him if you've been here for any amount of time. And I think he's always worth a back, especially at home. Most pitchers pitch better at home, and Kelly is definitely no exception. Bullpen-wise, edge the Diamondbacks, though only slightly as the Phillies relievers are starting to get a little bit healthier, which helps them out. But offensively, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, but the Diamondbacks offense rates better than the Phillies. And part of that is some injuries in the Phillies. And part of that is just some of the young kids for the Diamondbacks, uh, obviously, including Corbin Carroll hitting really well. And then you've got a little bit of resurgence from Marte as well. I mean, this Diamondbacks team, Best record in the National League as of right now. Now, after Tuesday's game, who knows if that'll hold. But, I mean, that's just incredible to me that this Diamondbacks team that's been left for dead, best record in the NL. And it's not like best record after a week. I mean, we're into mid-June already. They are the real deal. Their offense gets an above-average grade. Their relievers are better than average. And they've got a couple of really good starters in this rotation, obviously led by Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly as well here. And so backing either one of those guys at home is just something that's not really hard for me to do. And so that's why I'm able to kind of fudge the number a little bit on on this and say minus 126 is close enough to an A grade that I'm going to play it at that value. 
Roofs should be closed in Arizona, as it mostly will be from this time of year going forward, as it's just going to be too hot uh, to play it open. But we have seen them open it up a little bit here on some of these later games. If they do, that probably bumps the projected total up a little bit. In theory, though, the sun will be down, so it won't be too, too warm in there. They've been running, they'll be running the AC during the day, and that'll help keep the temperature down. So it's one of those situations where if you're going to open the roof up in Arizona this time of year at night because the sun's gone down, you can't leave it open all day. It'll just be roasting in there. You've got to have the roof closed during the day at some point to get some air in there, or you've got to at least run the air conditioner, I guess. Maybe the roof can be open. You run the air conditioner. I'm not really sure. It'd be like 95 in there, right? So that's going to at least help cool it down. That hot air really makes the ball fly. So it should be warm enough that they're going to have to do something to counteract, and it shouldn't really play extremely more hitter-friendly, even if they do open it up a little bit, but not a bunch. A couple of weeks ago, we had the situation where I thought they'd close the roof. They opened it, and I think it turned out both of our unders were fine anyway. It just kind of scared me a little bit. Same thing here. If they open it, it scares me a little bit, but I'd still be on the under. Right now, under nine, I think a pretty good play. If the roof is open, it's worth a play. If the roof is closed, I think it's a really good one. I don't think this Phillies offense does much on Merrill Kelly and Ranger Suarez. Like I said, as much as he's taken a little bit of a step back this year, I don't think it's quite as drastic as the ERA would indicate. I think this is a lower scoring game. I think after Monday's run fest of nine to eight and, you know, a couple feet away from 10 to nine, right? I think by the time we get to Wednesday night, I think we see a much lower scoring game. Again, model says eight and a half is what the number should be. So we're going to lay a little bit of odds here and go under nine in addition to the A-grade play on the snakes in the desert. And then wrapping us up here, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, White Sox at the Dodgers. Got Los Angeles here at minus 253 for an A-grade. Sideline says it should be Dodgers minus 290. Anything minus 255 or better is an A-grade. So according to some of the chatter on the Discord, this number's already climbing depending on where you are. Maybe it drops somewhere else. Hopefully you're, you're with us on Dub Club. You're able to get that update, get that price locked in before it gets too high. I have finished building the run line model, and that's where I think I wanted to talk about this game because I think it's interesting here uh, when you talk about some of these big favorites, uh, what the run line price should be. Sideline says the run line price for this should be minus 141. So you're looking to not lay too much juice here with the Dodgers if you're playing them on the run line. Of course, the Dodgers, we've long talked about, been a team that tends to cover the run line more than what would be expected. So if this price runs away from you, that might be a way to go run line. But again, according to the model, you just don't want to lay anything more than minus 140. The way I play this personally, and it contrasts with a couple of other big favorites that we've seen here this week, uh, we've got uh, four pretty lopsided series here is that when it's an A-grade pick, even if it's steep odds, I'm just going to lock in the A-grade money line. Money lines have been so good to us uh, across all sports, really. And so if it's A-grade, I'm just locking it in. That's what I did here. It is a pretty steep price to play, uh, but you know, it goes back to doesn't matter how big the favorite is or how big the dog is. They can all have value. It's easier to see the value in a big dog. We took the A's last weekend, of course, as an A-grade pick on show. Took them the next day as the A-plus play of the day over on Dub Club. And it was real easy to see the value that plus dogs can take. Because it just takes one win and you're excited. It can cover a lot of losses. It's harder to see it here. But just keep in mind... Right before that, you know, stretch where the A's are playing well, we faded the A's a lot, even at big numbers. We faded them something like, you know, 12 straight days or something crazy like that. And they lost like 11 of them. 
And so it's harder to see the value, but we laid some big odds, but by winning 11 of 12, it was still worth it. And that's the same concept you have to look at here. Minus 253 is a pretty big price on the Dodgers, and I don't want to lay minus 300, but even though it's big odds, it can still have value if you believe, like I do in the model, that the Dodgers win this almost 75% of the time. The idea being, if they were to play this setup in these odds four straight days, we bet it four times, as long as we win three of the four, we're going to come out on top. It's not a sexy play, but it's a smart play in my opinion. I just take the money line A grade plays when they're there, but when they're big odds like this, now that we have a run line model, we will be able to hold off on the B and C grades and look to the run line model and see if that offers equal or better, hopefully, value. In some cases, it won't because everyone else is going to be jumping on that same market. And so you just never know that information again for all the all the games about what the run line price should be will be made available going forward on dub club as well. So again, if you want that, that sign up link is in the show description for this one. I just locked this price in, but again, I've already talked about the run line, depending on what number you're seeing with regards to the total model projects, 9.5. You could go over eight and a half. I'm holding out for over eight. It's going to be a normal weather night in LA, just like we always have out there. It seems like low 60s, wind blowing out, dying down a little bit as the night goes along. But it's really a tale of two things happening, and it's going to make the team total similarly tough because Clayton Kershaw somehow at this point is making his way towards the top of the pitcher ratings. And the number one and number two active pitchers that I have right now in Framber Valdez and Kevin Gaussman have both looked pretty rough their last start out. And so, you know, a guy like, Kershaw keeps rising and is challenging for this title of best active pitcher. He's only a few points away, which is just incredible. He's had a great season. Hats off to him. And you can't think that this White Sox offense is going to score that many runs off of Kershaw. But you have to think that Clevenger, whose underlying metrics suggest his ERA should be worse than 419, is going to get lit up by this Dodgers offense. And so does that mean you play over or under? At eight and a half, I'd lean over because I think we're going to see more like nine-ish runs. But again, it's kind of like I talked about earlier. It's just not exciting enough to me. We're all limited on our bankroll as to exactly where we want to part our money and how we want to distribute it out. We don't necessarily want to be betting you know, 30, 40 every single game because we know we don't have a good edge on every game. So we want to make sure we concentrate on money where we have good edges. Over eight and a half, just not worth it for me. If I had to pick, that's what I would do. But if I got an over eight, I would be a little bit more interested in that one, the problem, like I said, with the team totals is going to be the Dodgers number is going to be really high and you're going to want to go over it, but you're going to be paying a premium. The White Sox number is going to be really low. You're going to want to go under it, but you're going to be paying a premium. I, I don't know. It's going to be tough to figure out how to handle those because the numbers are going to be pretty extreme when those markets come out. I have to assume they are not yet. Uh, but again, if you're looking at run line minus 140 or better, if you can get anything in the mid minus 200s, I think the Dodgers money line smart, whichever way you're playing it at this point, it, it sounds simple. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But backing a pitcher like Kershaw and fading a guy like Clevenger, especially when the game's in L.A., is just too smart to pass up. Don't overthink it. Sometimes we do want to overthink it. You know, uh, Braves and Tigers, definitely questionable on some of those matchups and the pitching matchups. Tigers already won game one. You might want to dig a little deeper on some of these. But on this one, I don't think we have to think too hard. To me, this is Dodgers all the way on Wednesday night. That's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picture with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.